The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Silence Your Phones, your movie review podcast found exclusively on the network at BICBP-radio.com. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Sean Fritz. I don't even remember what we're doing. What is this? What show is this again? I don't know. What's your name, man? I forgot already. Dude, I used to love doing the Tommy Chong voice back in the day when I was a kid. Um what is your so when it comes to Cheech and Chong? What is your uh, like first interactions with Cheech and Chong? When was the first time they ever came onto your you know radar? Um, hmm. I, it probably you're gonna laugh at this. Um, and seeing we can kind of talk about this now as it's uh, become more and more of an acceptable thing. But back when it was back in my day. Uh, you know, when we had to grow it ourselves, no, um, we were like gangsters in prohibition yeah. era. They were like the whitest gangsters ever. We're like, <laughs> oh, oh, watch out, watch out, sir. There's uh, there's policemen officers over there. Hide You're not gonna your... get me, kappa. Yeah, yeah, that's like the farthest <laughs> thing from how I sound. We're like, oh, hark, there are, there are there are gentlemen who are who are enforcers of of uh, this fine establishment's uh, you know, law and shit. <laughs> Notice how quickly I deteriorated. <laughs> um, yeah, so back in the day, pl- uh, plus sixteen years by now, yeah. uh, where we had to actually find it and whisper about it. Yeah, and uh, never watched a Cheech and Chong movie at that time. Uh, the first uh-huh. time I actually saw one was yesterday. Um, but the I've seen oh, Cheech wow. okay. on I've seen Cheech Marin in Tin Cup and on Nash Bridges <laughs> and. Um, the first, uh, I mean, I've seen the record covers of like up in smoke and, you know, everything, you know, all the, all their comedy albums, not all of them, but some of them. Do you watch seventies show? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tommy okay, Chong so was the, Tommy Chong on there. Yeah, that was the weird, it's like a convenience store for photos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I knew who Tommy Chong was and Cheech Marin and that they yeah. had, they were completely different than, than what they were in the, in the seventies. Yeah. Um, but uh, like the first experience I had with someone had to explain it to me was the Dave's not here skit. Oh, I, yeah. I'd call, I'd call a, a customer. His name was Dave still is. He's just not a customer <laughs> anymore. Yeah. And I'd be like, Hey, is Dave there? And he's like, Dave's not here, man. I'm like, no, you're Dave. And he'd be like, no, Dave's not here, man. <laughs> I eventually did listen to that. And and that's, it's quite a good, it's, it's very apt for, for these yeah. two young, young fellas, these two upstarts. <laughs> these little rough ruffians yeah. um for me it was sixth grade so the sixth grade back in the day dude i went to a southern baptist private school i was my original 
sixth grade year. I say original sixth grade year because I had to repeat the sixth grade, dude. My original sixth grade year, I was in public school, but I was I just didn't care about stuff, man. Like I I I used to skateboard all the time. I was hanging out with my friends. I went to school. I didn't do any work, didn't do any homework. And my teachers would meet with my parents and be like, he's got to do work. Like he sure he takes the tests when it's time for the tests and he does well, but he's got to put in the work. He can't just take tests and expect that that's enough. Says who driver's test. That was my thinking, dude. I'm like, you're not going to tell me what to do. So (laughs) I didn't do do the work. You are being a teacher and all. (laughs) And they were like, well, we're going to hold him back. Well, what had happened was like two or three years before that was this new thing I was doing where I just wasn't doing homework. I would just take the tests and do so well in all my tests that they're like, all right, well, he knows it and mm-hmm. keep passing me. My sixth grade teacher told my parents, yeah, we're not going to, we shouldn't pass him. It's just, it's just, we should teach him a lesson. And so they held me back. They told me go to summer school and you'll go forward. And I skipped every day and didn't do homework and didn't do summer school. So I ended up going to, they put me in this private school there. I met my best friend, Ryan McQueenie. Right. And I still remember sitting in the boys room like because the boys room was kind of like also the gym locker room where you got changed for gym and he brought a cassette tape Cheech and Chong's greatest hit and the cover of it is these two guys you know standing with their arms upstretched holding this monster joint and I didn't like put two and two together like that. That's a joint like that's weed. I just was like, okay, let's listen to these guys. And it was, it was a sketch comedy album and Dave's not here. I believe opens that if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But dude, I fell in love. It was some of the craziest sketches I'd ever heard. And I was like, who are these guys? You know? And immediately I learned about weed and getting high with, about these, with these guys. Um, No, not, I didn't learn with about weed by getting high with these guys, but (laughs) (laughs) they weren't, they weren't in the room with you, (laughs) but I, you know, it was this kind of thing of like, Oh, okay. So when I started hearing like the lingo from the seventies that they used for specific, you know, things, uppers, downers, poppers, zingers, all that stuff. Like you're like, Oh, that's what this means. Um, then, you know, a little later on, a few years later when you're like, Oh, okay, let me try some of that. Oh, this isn't what no, my parents. No, Bobby, you don't. No, you don't want none of that. <laughs> this isn't what my parents told me was going to happen. Um, I'm not pounding on a piano maniacally and chasing someone around with a with an axe. Uh, you know what we should have done? In hindsight, <laughs> we should have watched a whole Reefer. month. <laughs> we should have watched Reefer Madness just to see the propaganda from the 30s. Yeah, dude, have that you ever seen it? In, in, no. Oh, I no. have. It is hilarious. It, 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 just because hilarious, it's so ridiculous. Dude. It's amazingly hilarious. We should we'll watch that for this for this uh this podcast. But yeah, dude, so then I was introduced to their films and you know, definitely being in a state of mind watching their films is is an experience, right? So we, you said this about watching the movie we're watching today. Like, you know, I had to come at this with uh, um, more, more more of a critique, you know, critique of an eye, like looking at it critically and not just out of, you know, uh, rose-colored glasses. So the movie we're discussing, the movie we're referencing, one of Cheech and Chong's classic, their first foray into film Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. In the 30s, Laurel and Hardy were the kings of comedy. 
then, Abbott and Costello took the 40s and split their sides with laughter. The 50s went hysterical and broke up to the wild antics of Martin and Lewis. In the great tradition of these laugh masters of the past come two guys who are hysterically funny. They're Cheech and Chong, the comedy team that gave birth to rock comedy and in the process turned on a whole generation. Now it's time for the Cheech and Chong movie, Up in Smoke. Is that a joint, man? Go up in me in the lineup and let the bright lights shine. Watch Cheech and Chong travel to Mexico to pick up the world's first van made entirely of marijuana. For years, people have smuggled grass across the borders in every way possible. Do you expect to see any violence here today? I certainly hope so. But things don't always go as planned. <coughs> and even man's most heavenly plans go up in smoke. Getting pulled over by the cops, man. What? I don't have a license. You don't have a license? Sure. You don't have a license. Things get even higher when the world's only grass van starts smoking on its own. What do you guys want? If it isn't one bust, it's another. Oh, man, it's a cop, so strawberry, they're on your pad, man. They're gonna bust your pad. Hey, 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 man, hi. What? Hi, man, it's a bus. What's going on? It's a bus, man. Hello? Get out of the house, man. It's being busted. All right, freeze. This is a bus. Holy. So if you want to see the dopiest van of all time... Hey, first game. Here we go. On its way to the wildest rock concert of the century... ...and the high of a lifetime... See Cheech and Chong, the original High Riders, in Up in Smoke. It must be some heavy. Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. Don't go straight to see this movie. So, Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. This movie is, you know, it, so it is, it is seen as the quintessential. Or, or not the quintessential. I would say that the one that started it all, the Buddy Stoner film. This is the film that all the other films that came after it has borrowed something from this, whether it's the formula, whether it's specific references, um, you know, scene stealing, different things like that. This, this film is the one that basically kicks off this genre of the Buddy Stoner film. And it gets a lot of, it gets a lot of, it gets a lot of praise. It's got a quite a cult following. Um, and it's got, it's got a lot of people who've critiqued it as well. Uh, there, there's one that I want to, I can't wait to read later when we're discussing this in terms of breaking down uh, our thoughts, but I say we get right into it because we'd kind of already discussed our thoughts on Cheech and Chong and our experience. So let's get right into the plot of this film. weed <laughs> that's i mean that's honestly that's the it's it's honestly just a bunch of <laughs> loosely strung together skits that 
take place in the same city and right. that you know it, it's it's one guy meets another guy <laughs> he's got a rocking car by the way yeah and, and yeah. the 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 way that he meets him is a little ridiculous yeah oh <laughs> and and then he's like oh it's cool because so spoiler <laughs> alert he stuffs his shirt his hawaiian t-shirt with Tommy whatever Chong. he's got because his rolls royce breaks down yeah oh that's great right it's so ridiculous it's so basically they do they they basically created the roadmap to what a lot of buddy stoner films you know f like i said they follow and so this one the roadmap is that these two guys meet they're both stoners one's a kid one's a guy a kid right i say a kid he's living at home with his parents he's not a kid but his parents are like listen you need to get a job or we're sending you off to military school the other guy, which by the way, he looks like he's 45. <laughs> right? I'm like, wait a second. How old is he supposed to be here? Because his parents look like they're 80. Um, then they're uptight as hell. Then, and I never realized this. Like to, when I watched it for this show, it was the very first time I realized Cheech's character has a he's a family man. He's got kids, he's got a wife. I and for some reason in my mind, I never remembered that the beginning of that film. You know, I never put to when you see the escapades he's getting on, you're not thinking that this is a married guy with kids at home waiting for him to come home. I'm thinking this is a guy that's just kind of like a, a stoner single guy that's got nothing better to do. But does he live at home or does he live with his parent or does he live with because I thought that those were just kids that were at the house, like sisters or brother and sister i, I thought they were his because he talks about later getting it on with his old lady well that could be his girlfriend too true so maybe they're just her kids right um but yeah so this <laughs> he's also he's also the steven the second i saw it the steven wright character from half baked who's sleeping <laughs> on the couch yep again to borrow from this movie yeah because he, he's facing the couch, he rolls over and he does a whole bunch of stupid shit. He what? Yep. He does want to go back to sleep, but dude, to step in a bowl of cereal, <laughs> and you know it's you know it's like warm too, warm milk and mushy cereal because they're kids that left it there, left it adults. sitting there exactly. Um, but yeah, dude. So you know these two guys meet, and and it's it's you know it's a it's a it's a stoner comedy meet cute. It's nothing. It's it's just absolutely bonkers. But the idea is, is they both find out that they're musicians and I mean, there's loosely. this loose, oh, there's loose that everything about this, like you said, is a loose kind of joint because there's no like explanation sometimes from one scene to another. It just kind of jumps around and you're like, did they just cut this wrong? Like, were they super stoned when they cut it too? Um, what do you think the answer is? <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, and so we kind of follow the adventures of their day. You know, they end up getting super stoned in a car and, uh, you know, blitzed off of drugs and they're stuck on a median cops come in and, and take them to jail and they get off on a technicality. Uh, <laughs> they end up, and then they end up getting deported uh, because they're, you know, what's his name? Cheech Marin's character, his cousins getting married. And I guess that's a thing they did back in the day. I don't know. They got it, married in Mexico. So to get a free ride back down to the border, they would just call themselves into immigration. And free lunch. The whole, the Don't whole forget. party, the whole wedding party, dude. The dude, the, the guy that was getting married was in a suit and tie, just smiling, holding everything that he was going to hold. Oh, God, dude. 
So they're down in Mexico now, right? And the, the wedding's done. They got to try to figure out a way to get home. And Cheech Marin's uncle says, you know, help me bring some furniture up. I, I have a truck there. Pick up the furniture. They end up going to the wrong warehouse. It's a warehouse that's processing weed. But what they're doing is they're turning weed into like a fiberglass and they're creating an entire vehicle out of weed. This is a weed movie. Like the only person that comes up with an idea of making, you know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, let's put a, a where there's a whole vehicle made of weed. Obviously it's this kind of movie. They set, they set the groundwork. All the this stuff is, you see later comes from the, these crazy ideas. It's, it's just an absurd concept that you sit around and you go, it, it's almost like if you would make a movie about what would you do if you won the lottery? It's like, what would you make weed out of? What would you make into weed? You know, what would you take weed and make it into? Yeah. A car that we, and then you just go level, you know, eight levels deeper. Well, what if the car had to go from Mexico to America through border, through customs? And what if Kevin Smith uh, borrowed the nuns in the station wagon for (laughs) Silent Bob Strike Back? Um, And, that was entertaining, by the way. Just the nuns, like <laughs> the not nuns even offended, They're busted like, in in a good way for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they seem to not 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 um, be against it. Uh, and then and then what? And then man, and and what if what if we did this? And and what if what know, if the man? cop that almost catches us accidentally gets stoned? And you always see that in a lot of these movies where you know the cops that are chasing them. Most of the time, there's a team of cops chasing our our bumbling idiot, you know, uh, protagonist. Our, our Scooby Doo right? tag team, yes, is really and, what they are. And again, this is still part of the formula that they set. This is happening. These bumbling cops are chasing them, um, and you know, it, it's like Keystone cops throughout this film. They they're look they seem to be idiotic, and at some point, one of them, somebody who's in the place of authority, gets stoned on accident. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's part, that's part of this formula as well. And that's what we but see. Can't here. even enjoy it. <laughs> um, and then again, there's this crazy lo- other thing that adds in at the very, there's like this third act where they're like, Hey, let's have them go in for a battle of the bands. <laughs> what the hell? Like it fits, but it, it like, it doesn't fit, but somehow it works. It's like this. I mean, okay. They set it up by, they had, Those they were both crazy in a band. ladies, dude. Oh yeah. man. They were in a um, band and sort of, they didn't even have a practice, but they went and got fitted no, for costumes. No, that looked like Curtis. waiter. Remember the waiter costume? Yeah. <laughs> there's just, there's so many physical gags to this movie too. Like, yes. you know, with the, the, the police chase where they're like, they're, they're coming out different, different uh, exits and yep. there's like a, a barrier wall just, and, and <laughs> Jeez, man, it's 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 funny. There's the there's the one the one gimmick where uh, he's he's uh, Chong toward the end when he's waiting to go in and you know for the the battle of bands and he's completely wasted. The girl comes out to get him, right, and he gets knocked into the 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 um, parking meter, and she she loses grip of him. She turns around and she picks up the guy that's sitting down on the curb, and Chong's just kind of like, "What's going on, man?" Well, he just keeps falling <laughs> into a different door and. And and then like there's editing cuts to him still you know on it's like okay I know, exactly that's what I was saying <laughs> when that happened I was like did what the continuity <laughs> is uh, I think intentionally a little wink there of are you paying attention yeah, how high are you man it's, uh, I think that, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the thing I think there's a lot of things in here that are very much messing with the audience because there's this kind of knowledge that 
you know, they're already going to be stoned. And that's the thing about this film. So the plot is kind of all, all, all loosely like jointed uh, little vignettes. And it's because what they did is they used a lot of their old material from their mm-hmm. comedy albums. A lot of their little sketches that they had, they kind of reworked and, and formed into these little vignettes to make, to put through the movie. It's a crazy movie. It really is, but it, it's, it's, it does the plot kind of it goes along and sets what ends up becoming these kind of pillars you know these these checkpoints if you're going to write a a stoner buddy film you kind of have to hit these kinds of things for it to be successful yeah and and (laughs) you know they they did it i I almost want to i almost think they did it by accident just like scooby-doo dude they're stoned they're stoned the whole time i believe i believe that's something i read that they were stoned the whole time they were doing and that was the thing like tommy chong did an interview saying like that was the point like that's what we that's what we were doing mm-hmm. you know that's that's just what it was um well, that and the the you know marry that with like you said the bumbling cops they're just a bunch of dummies <laughs> like they're like the worst cops on the force Dude, when they become and, the, the Harry Krishna and they go running in and he's still wearing his gun strap underneath. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, dude, what's going well, on? How right about now? this the scene? And here we are getting into some funny, you know, a couple sections later here, but yeah. like the part where they're they show they they cut in and out of being in in the uh you know the through the windshield. Yeah. And it's uh and it's the uh they're two and two. Front, two in the front, two in the back. Then it's three in the front, one in the back. And then there's one in the front, three in the back. And then there's two in the front, in the in the driver and middle seat. And then one in the back on either side. It's just they're just playing yeah. musical chairs and just yeah, being dude. ridiculous about it. It's awesome. It is pretty awesome. It's 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 crazy though. So when you're coming into this, just know you're not getting. This is this is what start kind of kicks this 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 genre off. And, and it gets, and, and it's because, you know, one of the things I saw was that it was, it was not, it did not do well at all in theaters as it, it was widely panned, but has developed this cult status because again, what we've seen come from it, the influences that this movie had on, you know, countless others that became so big uh, based on just this kind of loose, you know, tying pl- of a plot. You know what I mean? This is weird kind of rambling story that some parts are just, just take it as it is. It just happened. Keep going. So let's get into some of the acting, dude. Let's get into the actors and acting. Cheech and Chong were being themselves. They were playing, you know, let's say it's (laughs) well-researched. Exactly. Uh, notice Tommy Chong's character's name is his last name is Stoner. Love it. Yeah, Cheech and Chong, Tom, Cheech Marin, Pedro, Tommy Chong is uh, Anthony Man Stoner because they. I don't think they ever said his name. He's just like, hey man. Um, just at the very very beginning, his father calls him by oh, name yeah, and says yeah, yeah. Anthony, and but it's so fast you don't catch it at all. You know what I mean? You just don't. But yeah, yeah. everything else is always man. So um, speaking of that, uh, Strother Martin was his dad, Arnold, and Edie Adams, Tempest. And I don't know, was he adopted? <laughs> I don't know. But you know what this does? This kind of sets up, you know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of Billy Madison, 
right? Like you can already see that influence as well. Billy Madison with his, the rich family, the rich father telling his slacker son that he needs to get his act together mm-hmm. or he's going to get booted out. You know, he's going to get uh, kicked off to the curb with, except, you know, Billy Madison, there wasn't the mother figure, but in most of these movies, when it comes to that kind of thing, the mother figure, a lot of the times just kind of like either drunk or, or drugged up in the background and kind of, and it, to me, it, feel, it felt like his mother was drunk as well. To a degree, uh, she was just kind of the laissez-faire, you know, rich woman of the time. You know, I guess the way that like Dynasty or Dallas would would, uh, yeah, would portray yeah, yeah. these uh, these uh, supporting female characters, uh, rich supporting female characters. Dude, Sergeant Stadenko, Stacy Keach, <laughs> Stacy Keach, dude. He is so opposite of what they stand for. It's great. It you is. know, just in, in his over the top, you know, hey, this is I'm I'm you know, Officer Lardass, Officer Hardass, <laughs> Officer Hardhat, Officer Everybody. <laughs> you know, just perfectly perfectly played. Uh what did you think of Tom Skerritt, dude? As Strawberry. I love that Tom Skerritt was in this movie. <laughs> as Strawberry, dude. And like he's like flashbacks all of a sudden and Viet Cong <laughs> everywhere. He's got that big pat, that big birthmark on his neck, <laughs> and Tommy Chong just can't stop laughing or oh. staring at him. Like <laughs> he's like, "Don't right, look at I didn't it, know man. if he was spacing out or just oh, like no, he was staring oh, at Sorry, it. man. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the, uh, when he was driving the motorcycle, Tom Skerritt was 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 a gem in this. Yeah, yeah, he definitely was. They have this woman, so her name is June Fairchild, and she is billed as the Ajax lady, <laughs> the lady who snorts the line, the three lines of Ajax, dude. So is Ajax still a thing? Is that mm-hmm. a product still on the shelves? Okay, because oh, yeah. I, I didn't want to have to explain what Ajax was. Like it's it's kind of like Comet, if Comet's still a thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's a just a powdered bleach cleaner, yep. um, which turns also, blue when it gets wet. Also, the villain in Deadpool. Was she not he, not not the lady, the the, the character's name, Ajax? Um, dude, she was crazy, dude. (laughs) She was a that was an absolute weird, just kooky performance when she when she did those lines. I want to say that she had well researched her part too, because (laughs) unfortunately she did die of uh, too many drugs. Oof, really? Uh, She was also a dancer at the Hollywood A Go Go, which I would imagine is now the whiskey. Uh. Oh, it's a variety show. So it's not the whiskey, I go go, <laughs> but yeah, I would imagine that. Uh, Apparently, yeah. there was a guitar playing woman on here who was uncredited, yeah. Ellen Barkin. Oh, I didn't catch goodness. her. I didn't she, see her. She probably you probably didn't see her face, but man, she is batshit crazy. From what I hear, I've not had the, I don't know, insert adjective here of <laughs> meeting her, but I uh, yeah, I hear she's a little entertaining if you're on her good side great nice. actress though nice nice uh but then yeah the the acting of cheech and chong the duo i mean like i said for everything about this movie that that sets a blueprint for everything else to come these guys kind of kind of take what they take what's been set before them right because buddy films aren't didn't start with these guys there had been buddy films for years before them so they took a lot of the buddy film you know aspects the abbott and costello type things and added weed and basically set the blueprint for what these kind of characters are like now moving forward especially tommy chong right like typically you have the one guy that's the true 
stoner like in pineapple express you have the james franco like you have the tommy chung that super stoner stoner dude um cheech marin though man he put on quite a performance when he was uh flipping out on all those drugs dude mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like he's like what's your name he's like what do you mean what's my name isn't it on my thing and he's like he's pushing the id down to see his name he's like there it is man <laughs> man they did they did a very good job of of making things believable for for what and how and and everything else i i uh i think the the uh, the acting was very well done yeah exactly all right let's the uh there's nothing deep on this dude it's a stoner film so let's move on to the music although the soundtrack oh it, 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 it did have a uh a deleted scene of from harry dean stanton he was not in the uh production print really yep i wonder if there's a director's cut anywhere that has that what would it have like an extra seven hours because they forgot to turn off the camera <laughs> <laughs> all right now let's move on to the soundtrack Okay, so aside from like this soundtrack is basically a Cheech and Chong album. They use a lot of the songs that they've had in their past, and I'm not. I think they maybe have wrote one or two new ones for this one. Um, and they, but they do use a couple of songs that that are commercial songs. One of which was, you know, awesome, awesome, awesome. Lowrider at the mm-hmm. very beginning. What a great opening intro. Cheech just kind of walking around his car. I mean, it's not the night, the sweetest car, right? But the interior is sweet, dude. The way he was dancing around in that thing <laughs> and dusted it off. Yeah. It, it, the, the music lended itself to, I mean, and, and granted, from what I understand, uh, Lowrider is like an unofficial anthem to the Mexican community. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the vehicles Latino. themselves, yeah. The yeah. low rider vehicles themselves. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, it's a culture. It's a legit culture out there. Um, but still to this day, I think, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't want to speak so. out of turn. I couldn't tell you, but I'm always referring to the nineties as 10 years ago. So who knows? Um, I know George Lopez likes it. So that's all there you I go. know. There you go. But yeah, the soundtrack on this dude was what you would expect for, a stoner, a stoner soundtrack. If it's not going to be stoner music, it's going to be kind of, at least for a Cheech and Chong movie, their types of songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it definitely caters to, you know, to their fans. Uh, I, I would imagine. Yeah, there's not much to say about the soundtrack unless you. I mean, for me, I enjoyed it. You know, but again, I enjoy Cheech and Chong albums. So hearing these, you know, you hear the songs and the scene playing out, the song fits what's what's going on. Like like framed when they're in the you know in the courtroom and he's trying to get out of court. Uh, you know, what's the other ones? The opening up in smoke. Yeah, yeah. A lot of their a lot of their. Um, the funny thing about the soundtrack, I'm looking at it here on Wikipedia. They they break it down by side of the cassette that it was on, <laughs> you know, side A, side yeah. B. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think about the live performances, the punk bands? What about what did you think of that music? <laughs> oh man, they were harsh. They were harsh. I was trying to determine were they legit, real punk punk bands of the time. It I didn't look been. it up, and but man because that you know that's the thing some of the punk music at that time like that was enough like just to do that that was music that was punk music but at the time would a punk band try to enter battle of the bands to win money nope and to get a record contract 
No. Yeah. But I do love that they had a punk band that just had nothing but a dancer, the precursor to the Mighty Mighty Boston. What the hell? And <laughs> that was weird, dude. Like I, the so that band I think had the uh, the the one band looked like they broke up in the middle of the performance. <laughs> oh, right. That's why I couldn't I couldn't like I couldn't understand like was this was this acted out or were these really bands playing performances and the one dude just kind of stops playing and they're all just kind of like, what are you doing? We're still filming. Like what do you, what, what's going on here? It was weird, awkward, man. Yeah. And, and like the one band that wore the, uh, like the skinny black tie and the, the button down shirts. I'm like, is that, is that the kinks? Is it trying <laughs> to be the kinks? Uh, or any yeah. other like um, new wave, yeah and more new well was new wave a thing in 78 i think maybe it was coming right like because new wave was the early 80s yeah like 80 81 so maybe it was well and it was in the this LA is the precursor to it right like this, this is, is the stuff that you see big. building to it yeah before flock of seagulls came out yep yep all right dude that's up for the music let's move on to special effects but some super joint the smoke the burning of all that stuff you know uh but yeah very minimal you're not going to see anything special here this isn't one of these stoner movies where you're seeing hallucinations so there wasn't much of and and even if there was you know it's 1978 so they're nothing they're not doing anything special effects wise for hallucinations they're just doing like where they cut to something and maybe like chong's wearing something weird you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah it, it would just be quick cuts quick takes uh, or if they did something with the film, it would be with a sounds weird with a razor blade because that's how editing used to happen when you would cut the film with a razor blade, kind of like at the end where it just does the um, it was like very much like the birds, you know, where they just did the spotlight on the car, they just yep. put that light around it. Mm-hmm. That's not a computer that did that, pretty sure, right. Right, I think right. the other, the biggest series of, of quote special effects was the perfect placement on the frame of the car and, and the, uh, the credits in the intro when he was washing his car or wiping it down with his hat. Oh yeah. 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 That was awesome. I really liked that intro a lot. I mm, really that was good. Um, all right. So that's enough on special effects. We're, uh, we're basically at the point where we talk about the scenes that we enjoyed and there's uh, throughout the entire movie, I feel like it's like, we could start from the beginning and go, remember this part, remember this part, remember this part, because it is, it's a, it's one of these movies that's filled, filled with a bunch of iconic, uh, I wouldn't some iconic scenes, but just I, for me, memorable scenes as well. The ones that make you go sit around with your friends laughing, go, remember when this happened? Um, it's like, okay, so here I'll regale you with one <laughs> probably inspired by this movie. Remember when Damon Wayans was in a, was, was in a joint and he got smoked he was rolled up by a joint yes. in scary movie too. Exactly. And he got smoked by exactly. a joint. Exactly. Exactly. Dude. You know, it's kind of like this. I could see where that was somewhat inspired by this movie. Yeah. That's the thing. All, all, all these movies that came after, you could see all these kind of things that came before it. Like, okay. Driving in the car and, and getting loaded, you know, smoking. And, but I, I don't know. Have we seen anything that comes out with these, uh these giant monster joints? I don't know. Um, yeah, Damon Wayne, or I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Wayne's getting, the or Damon Wayne's. Marlon? Marlon, that's it, not Damon. That'd be weird. A um, bunch of Wayans. It, it was a Wayans. 
There yeah, there's only 11. The and th- there's 11 brothers and sisters. Did you know wow. that? And then they all have kids that are half of them are in the, in the industry too. Yeah, it's yeah. just going to be a weigh-ins industry, bro. Um, But yeah, dude, there's everything in this movie. So start with the opener. I remember when he opens the, uh, the garage and the rolls, you're real tight on the rolls and it's coming mm-hmm. out and it looks kind of jacked up like he had been in an accident and it isn't until he starts going sideways you realize oh this is a this is a bug a vw bug with the grill just oh, strapped geez. to the oh, front was it i didn't even notice that oh you didn't I notice i should have when he opened the trunk because it's a vw bug with just the rolls royce grill <laughs> that he had ripped off the car because when he's driving by the the driver's sitting there all pissed off with the grill missing from the front of the vehicle <laughs> well, that was um so i watched this with the captions on as you yeah. know uh, and it said that there was that, that guy was screaming in Japanese. I guess he was the groundskeeper. Ah, he's he's a groundskeeper slash driver slash pool Car guy mechanic. Yeah, who knows? Um, uh, and then every- not a lot of detail in this movie about the si- the side characters. No, they're not there. They're there to serve our main characters. Our main characters are supposed to bumble through these side characters. They're not supposed to matter at all. Yeah, they're sco- um, they're the sco- they're the Shaggy and Scoob. That's really what they are. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's so much in this dude. The you know, like I said, strawberry going through flashbacks of Vietnam, man. The, he the, jumping the off fir- the jumping off the motorcycle, and she just kind of tried to steer it from the little sidecar. Well, when they were going around the turn on that wide shot, and and she is just reading his book, and like the, the the motorcycle is going up on two wheels, and that sounds normal to most people, but he had a he was sitting in a sidecar. Um, let's not forget. Cheech's outfit the entire movie is like a cut is like a crop top like red um <laughs> sleeveless tank wife beater with with uh it was yellow and it was with yeah. red suspenders and his tan <laughs> pants and his hat <laughs> and he's wearing loafers with no socks i don't know if you noticed that but the tan loafers with no socks dude penny loafers you know who he looked like um <laughs> you know who okay Bear with me also also did you realize did you notice that when he came out of his house at the beginning of the film there was there was a dude standing in the in the front yard cutting another guy's hair right mm-hmm. and there was mm-hmm. another guy just kind of leaning against the wall watching this go down so the barber quote unquote barber sees Cheech leaving and wants to talk to him so he hands the clippers to the guy standing on the wall <laughs> goes to talk to Cheech that dude just steps in and keeps cutting away like what is this tag team barbers um cheech's outfit reminds me a little bit of especially with the hat of secret squirrel yes uh, yes. mush mouth for those who are a little older from uh, fat albert yes it's that it's that kind of hat that that mm-hmm. kind of droopy not really a scully hat but it's i don't know what that is it, it's just like i don't know it, it's like a smaller skull cap but not quite the same so whose bright idea was it for the undercover van for them to be able to spy out would be through the zipper of the painting of the guy on the, on the side of the van. It's like a and, plumbing, right? It was a plumber. Uh, I think so. But every time they opened the zipper, you heard the obvious sound effect of the zipper and to open and it, you had, their to see, through. you had to see the fingers come out first, <laughs> uh, which, which drew a phallic reference. I'm sure. <laughs> Dude, this whole movie, I'm telling you, is absolutely insane. It's just off the wall, man. Well, um, yeah, the the part with the judge, where he's like, "I need water," and and dude, I didn't he's know. so blasted, like he, he's falling over everywhere. He couldn't stand up. You're just like, get yourself together, dude. Mm-hmm. And he just needed some water, so he steals some of her water, 
Turns out it was vodka. Now that's how they got off with whatever they were doing. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that until I read the summary here on Wikipedia. <laughs> I didn't because there was no no um, statement on no it. explanation. Just that all of a sudden, <laughs> but it worked. They're, they're at the house. They're at Cheech's house. They got off. They're at, you know he's like, you'll stay in this room. Don't worry if you hear me and the old lady going at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be like, uh, what is it, like alternating springs or like, uh, <laughs> I think he's just talking uh, a big game. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, that was, there's every, there's so much about this movie that's just absolutely insane. Well, when he's got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> he's, looking for, he's just holding his ass. He's like, oh, don't, hopefully that's just a fart. there there is that piece of uncomfortableness at the beginning dude when he pulls over and starts trying to pick up those girls Mm -hmm. dude they're like 15 are they i don't know but they are young looking dude and he's like yeah you want to ride and then you know what he means because when he goes and picks up chong he's like i'll give you a ride i'll push you from behind or something like that i was like what is here we go A melons or whatever he calls her too. What did he call her too? I I I didn't write that one down for future use. There was a few there was a few things in terms of dialogue that was like wow that doesn't go well today anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the very first thing that made me go oh wow was when he wanted to get stoned and he's like let's smoke this and get this race's eyes. Oh mm. uh, yes. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is this definitely doesn't pass for today. Like, it would not be okay today if this came out today. Mm-mm. Shut down quick, cancel, never see him again. No one is going to cancel Cheech and Chong. Not anymore. I, I don't think at all. It doesn't matter. But if this had come out today, this it would have been done, done. If they Shut down. Have, their career's yeah. over. Yeah. If if they had, if they had any, if they didn't have any type of, if they were young now and put this out for the first the first type of movie that they put out with no backing prior to yeah it most definitely would not have uh yeah i yeah. agree all right let's get into ratings dude you want to go first you want me to uh yeah yeah i'll go first um so as far as this movie goes you know i've been sitting here and, and i've just been smiling and, and and laughing with every reference that we're making um it's you know, as we said at the beginning, it's you're not expecting to get a lot out of this movie. It's 86 minutes with credits, not a long movie. It <laughs> right. is literally an album with moving pictures, you know, and, you know, the cover or the cover, the, yeah, the, the poster is hilarious. The poster is Marlon Wayans getting smoked. <laughs> yeah. But Cheech and Chong in it, in, in the joint, which is kind of funny. Um, there's a, uh, there's some text on it. I was trying to read here. It says it will smoke. What's it say? I can't zoom in on this. It will smoke. You feel very funny. Oh, it will make you feel very funny. Okay. There's a long, that was a long way to get there. Jeez. It's all right, man. You know, I'm just trying to give my review on this movie and you know, it's, it was a funny movie. I kind of liked it. Uh, the acting was great. <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, no, it's great acting, uh, great characters, uh, great formula. It set the stage, like you said, for anything that came after it. It, you know, $2 million budget, $104 million box office. And I find it ironic reading through here that Michael Eisner, uh, who was the CEO at Paramount at the time, would not 
stake them an extra 800k to put the movie out um michael eisner is famous for bringing disney back to its golden era yeah 84 to 2005 um and you know just some subtle things as well like uh, the license plate on the van yeska is actually an artist that had a lot of um tracks on on the uh the, the soundtrack uh didn't know that don't even know who yeska is but that's okay uh, the process of making the van was hilarious. How they stumbled upon the van just because they had a burrito that wasn't good in Mexico. Ironic, I suppose. Um, <laughs> you know the and just and and the plot being a bunch of a bunch of standalone skits, more or less, with like the with like a joint paper thin non sequitur. <laughs> uh, you know uh, to to join the two. Um, you know, it says here in 2017, Billboard named Up and Spoke as one of the 10 best stoner film soundtracks. I'd say it's probably one of the probably one of the top five stoner films, period. I'm not a connoisseur, but I've seen a few in my day. Um, so as far as this movie goes, you know, taking all that into, into account, I have to give this easily um, a four and a half out of five monster dubs. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, I'll tell you right now, Gene Siskel does not agree with you. <laughs> There's a shock. Gene Siskel of Siskel and Eber, when this film came out uh, on the Chicago Tribune, gave the film half of one star <laughs> out of four, calling it, quote, one of the most juvenile, poorly written, awkwardly directed pictures I have ever seen. That's true. And my but guess that's why is it's great. And it's my and my guess is that even if you saw it in a pleasantly altered state, whether from grass a banana daiquiri, Frango mint milkshake, or a Weight Watchers veal parmigiana frozen dinner, Up in Smoke would still be a real downer, man. Oh, time out. You know what's a real downer? <laughs> Is that quote right there. Rest in peace, uh, Gene Siskel. But yeah. okay, yeah, sure, bro. They were ahead of their time because as we've seen, this this formula works, right? Mm-hmm. And this formula has been replicated. It's been borrowed from. There's been certain things that have just been blatantly stolen, referenced uh, f- for a plethora of stoner movies to come. This one is, is the one that kind of kicks it off. Now, they've been doing the comedy albums way before that for at least a decade. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the idea behind Stoner Buddies wasn't a new thing. But to put it up on film, to put it in theaters from a major motion picture, was it was different, right? So what do you do? Do you, do you rewrite the wheel? No, you go back to the, to the stuff you had and see what works. And can we make it work into a film? And that's what they did. And sure, it feels like they did it while they were stoned and it feels like they directed it while they were stoned and it feels like they edited it while they were stoned, but it's exactly what, you know, it's, it's one of those happy mistakes, right? Those, those, uh, those, those accidental magic things, right? Because the idea of the way it all plays out is how we see a lot of these other movies that came out after them that went on to big success. They follow the formula, the formula of, you you know, you, you pick your two guys, you know, the thing that that binds them or bonds them is is their love of marijuana, their love of drugs. Um, and then you kind of put them on, whether it's a day, a week, you put them on an adventure together. That's just a, just, you know, a number of random instances and, and activities. Right. And it plays out throughout their day. And that's and that's what you get with this film. You, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not you're not looking at Oscar worthy acting, but 
what you're getting is is what this film needs and it's amazing it fits perfectly dude i found myself laughing a lot at this film because a lot of these gags were just they were great you know um some of them were were, were like uh, you could see it coming a mile away but it still worked it was great so yeah i'm with you dude you know i was going to be funny and i was going to say a 4.20 uh uh, out of out of five, but I'm I, I'm I'm actually with you. Four point five, you know, super dubs um, out of five because this is this is one of the ones. It's not some. It's not one of the better ones because for me, there's some stoner buddy uh, films that I think are are much better than than Up and Smoke, but this is what starts it. And this is what kicks it off. And you know, watching it now, even in, with a critical eye, I had a good time. So we didn't even consider that. We probably both should have. <laughs> just giving it 4.2 out of that's out the of, highest you can yeah. give on this film it's a 4.20 yeah. <laughs> um yeah. anyway so there you go there's up in smoke well the funny um, thing about this movie well we've talked about a lot of it but the i guess the ironic thing I, I didn't talk about it when we were talking about the movie but so i put it on last night I'm like i gotta watch this for today and i gotta do my homework for my for my hobby that i pay for <laughs> and uh and uh uh, so I was like, Hey, e, I'm going to watch this. Do you want to watch it? She's like, Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's not really my jam. I'm like, all right. Okay. So I put it on and she's like, I think I've seen this. I'm like, all right, cool. Is that, is that the end of that story? And she's <laughs> like, uh, well, you know, I'm going to go back to, she's, she's got this new mobile game that she's playing where she's, it's something where you like, you give people makeovers. I'm like, well, that sounds like not my speed. Yeah. I'm like, well, whatever. So, uh, so she's playing that. And then she's like i'll just sit here with you and just support you and while it's on i'm like all right cool i think she was laughing more than i was during <laughs> during the thing she's like she just starts cracking up at certain things not the stuff not the physical gags because she wasn't watching but the the audible gags yeah. and and i just thought that was kind of entertaining that nice. uh, her laughing at what she's not seeing and i'm like did you see that right there <laughs> nice nice so yeah there you go there's up in smoke um we're back at the so actually the next episode following this is right back on track with baseball. It's still the month of April. We're still doing baseball films. The one we watched right after Cheech and Chong. We took we took a little break, a little four twenty break, and now we're coming into because uh, look, you kind of need it when you're doing baseball. No, I'm just kidding. Dude, <laughs> the next makes film, it even longer, man, or does it know, make it faster? Who knows, man. Uh, I don't know, man. But it's awesome when there's a unicorn pitching. Um, That's crazy, man. I'll tell you what, the next one I haven't seen in a while too. So it's going to be interesting going back and watching it now with the critical eye. We're going to check out the Sandlot. Hey guys, sorry I'm late. My mom made me put on my jacket and then she made me do the dishes. <laughs> oh, your poor little mommy made you do the big fat dishes. Hey, you want us more? Some more what? No, no, you want us more. I haven't had anything yet. So how can I have some more of nothing? Shut up! You're killing me, Smalls. All right, who cut one? These are s'more stuff. Okay, pay attention. First, you take the gram. You stick the chocolate on the gram. Then, you roast the mallow. No, it's my sleeping bag. When the mallow's flaming, you stick it on the chocolate. Then fire, you cover it with the other end. Here, make me one of those. Yeah, me too. Then you scuff. Nah, I don't like that chocolate. This is a classic. 
I remember being younger, watching this, you know, watch this film a bunch of times. And it's one of the ones that me and my friends used to quote, right. It's got one of the most famously quoted lines uh, in, 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 in film. And the funny thing is I could tell you what it is and I've never watched the movie. Oh man. Well, I can't wait to hear what you think after you watch the movie, knowing that you're a baseball fan, right? So to know that you're a fan of the sport, it's going to be interesting to see what you thought about this as a baseball film. So with that said, folks, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for supporting us. Hold on. Um, what's up? You didn't even say what the movie was. Oh, I did. The Sandlot. No. Yeah, it's Sandlot. Oh, I did say it. I said it, Just I said it a little bit ago. Oh, well, <laughs> cut all this. Just kidding. Leave it it's in. all but good. Seriously, cut, cut it, it out. out. Put it in. <laughs> Put it out. But bleep, 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 bleep. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. We will see you guys next week. Um, as Tomorrow. always, make sure to, oh, yeah, next time, Tomorrow. right? Yeah, next, next time. time. That's right. There's this one's cut. The next one comes out after this one. Um, make sure to head over to the website, BICBP-radio.com. Support some of the other shows on the network. Uh, but keep us as your favorite. Sean, what do you got to tell people on our way out? Uh, stay safe, be smart, and wear your mask. Don't be a dummy. Don't be a Floridian. And if you want to get vaccinated, get that vaccine, man. They're putting them in people's arms more and more, faster and faster. Though I did see, we didn't do our Corona thing this at the beginning, so uh, we're kind of catching it at the end here. I did see this that they put a episode. They put a hold on that J and J. If you did, you notice that you saw that. All right all over my youtube news feed oh snap all right folks it is now time to unsilence your phones 